Is there any part of you that mm-hmm. thinks that it is possible that the Georgia Bulldogs get upset by the Tennessee Volunteers this weekend? No. <laughs> Zero <laughs> chance. Welcome to the Speakeasy Sports Show. Time to pull up a seat, pour a glass, and talk some ball. Here's your hosts, Daniel and John. Welcome to another college football look-ahead show on the Speakeasy Sports Show. He is John. I am Daniel. John, how are you doing this evening? Excited Uh, about another great weekend of college football, I assume. Hey, Daniel, I'm so excited. Listen, I'm going to be heading down to Florida for a wedding. Okay. Okay. Someone in my family is getting married. That's disrespectful. During during college football season. Very disrespectful. Very Very disrespectful. disrespectful. Very disrespectful. Except uh, the wedding is going to be on Friday. So they have they they, that's that's where we are. So Saturday I will be courteous. No, courteous move. Saturday I'm going to be propped up somewhere in a in a hotel uh, bar lounge, likely uh, maybe a sports bar somewhere, uh, watching Mm -hmm. as much as I can. And and you know people are going to tell you uh, that this that this college football slate is a weak slate this week. Um, I think I I I think there's going to be some surprises. I also think they might be right in some cases. It could be a little bit. <laughs> it, listen, let's not lie. It is it's SEC off week. We all know that that's the case. Everybody knows that that's what's happening this week. Yep. Um. Uh, and so it does make for a bit of a weaker college football slate. I do wish, I do wish that they would spread these off weeks out or do something to you know like mandate when you can play Mm -hmm. certain of these teams in your schedule put them at the beginning of the season something like that i don't know but um uh, but nonetheless there's college football on tv Mm -hmm. it's week 12 of the regular season and um there's a lot of great games and so let's jump in to it um because i actually think there's there's some there will be let me just say this right now let me get out ahead of it there will be a major upset this weekend in college football there's going to be one um this weekend now which one it is i'm not sure but um we'll jump into it before we do though let's talk about remind the the folks about the 75 dollars home field gift card we are giving away a gift card to home field apparel which is our favorite collegiate apparel retailer um they got great merchandise from all of your favorite teams and if you want a 75 dollars gift card to home field all you have to do is simple you subscribe to this youtube channel and then you you click the link click the description mm-hmm. click the link in the description and subscribe to the email list for the speakeasy sports show that gets you entered twice into the contest and then on november 22nd we will draw a winner at random and announce it on our next show so do that we appreciate all of you who have subscribed already um just kind of getting the show off the ground and trying to grow it so thank you for telling your friends about the show sharing it with people on social media that helps us a bunch um uh, thank you to everyone who has done that already and please continue to do so all right john let's jump into the slate let's start let's start with the noon games Mm-hmm. And let's start with the Louisville Cardinals, the most disrespected one-loss team in the history of college football. <laughs> They're traveling down to Miami town. Miami, who – do they have a quarterback? 
we're not sure. We do not know if they possess a quarterback on the roster. Yep. We do know Mario Cristobal is still the coach, so yep. that's a negative. Miami's the favorite in this game yep. in Coral Gables. Louisville 9-1, 10th team in the country, goes in. They're a one-point underdog. What do you make of this uh, of this ACC matchup? Um, I, I don't know what to make of this. I will say uh, Miami is doing a buy one ticket, get two tickets deal this weekend. <laughs> Only That's if what... you're a Coral Gables resident, though. Well, Only if you're... Whatever it is, yeah. I mean, come on, it's it's uh that that's where that's where they this, ain't going to be no fans in <laughs> no. This, these stands. No, and I None. think that is, and I think that actually will be in Louisville's favor, to be honest, right? Like oh, I think if Louisville, yeah. I think if Louisville was actually going to play um, a game this weekend in a hostile environment somewhere on the road, um, I might mm-hmm. be nervous after seeing Louisville against um, Virginia. I think Miami's beat up. I think, I mean. Louisville just looked bad against Virginia, but I think my, I think Miami's beat up. I think um, I think they are, uh, you know, played Florida State tough. But as we as we discussed in the in our CFP show uh, yesterday, that Florida State is probably not that good of a football team, um, and so uh, I I expect Louisville to go there. I expect Jake Plummer to have a good game. I expect um, uh, Louisville to to win by double digits is my prediction mm. for this game. Mm. I don't I don't see, you know, I don't see this being the game that people want it to be um because I honestly don't think that Miami has anything left in that tank. Um and I think Louisville is playing um one thing that we do know is Jeff Brom is uh the guy's a good coach. The guy can coach. Um he, can, he knows how to use his personnel. And Louisville is playing with a trip to the uh, ACC championship game on the line. I think that's going to be enough for for Louisville to show up and actually actually play a really good football football um, game. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you. I think I think if you I, I think you you gotta love Louisville in this um, mm-hmm. in this game. I, I like them. You know, you get one of those alt lines, get them mm-hmm. laying, get them mm-hmm. laying about seven or eight. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if they if they win by double digits, you could. You'll be looking at something there. Let's move yeah. on to the to the afternoon game, the Georgia. It's Georgia Tennessee. Mm. You said yesterday, of all the teams in this college football playoff ranking, Georgia, the new number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. You feel like they're the best team in the country, John. Objectively, as objective as it's possible for you to be. Um, uh, is there any part of you that mm-hmm. thinks that it is possible that the Georgia Bulldogs? get upset by the Tennessee Volunteers this weekend? No. <laughs> Zero <laughs> chance. He Zero. Really, Here, he really listen. gave him a little head fake there. He listen, little... listen. Here's the, here's the situation, okay? I'm going to break it down for you, and I'm going to break it down plainly. Kirby Smart um, has coached at Tennessee eight times in his career as a head coach and as an assistant coach. One time as a running back coach for Georgia in 2005, okay. four times as a defensive coordinator at Alabama, three okay. times as the head coach at the University of Georgia. Okay. Kirby Smart has never lost a game in any of those scenarios in Knoxville, Tennessee, number one. Okay. Number two, Georgia uh, has, has gone up to Knoxville and has won their last three games versus Tennessee by an average of 37 to 13. Um, and in those games, um, I mean, by an average, sorry, of 42 to 10. And in those games, there have been some better Tennessee teams than what's on the field 
this Saturday. Um, and I think Georgia is healthy at the right time. I think this is the type of game that uh, Kirby Smart has been waiting for, just like Ole Miss was the type of game he had been waiting for last week, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, it's going to be a hostile environment, it's going to be a hostile crowd, going to be juiced. You're, you've got you, you know everything that you need, the recipe to challenge your players. Um, and I just don't think Tennessee is going to have the dudes. Now, um, I do think that Tennessee's defense, uh, you know, regardless of, of what happened, you know, at, at versus Mizzou last week, I think Tennessee's defensive front uh, is playing a little bit better. Uh, but that secondary yeah. looked like hot garbage, and I and and well, I don't doesn't throw the ball, do they? <laughs> I don't see how you fix that in one week. I just don't see. And again, uh, you mentioned it. I I don't I don't uh, I try to be. Um, unbiased, but I don't pretend to be completely objective when it comes to Georgia. But what I will say is I just I just don't see Tennessee having um, any path to winning this football game unless Georgia just comes out and completely melts down, and, yep. and I don't see that happening. There is no defense in college football that can stop Georgia's offense. <laughs> None. The only thing that can stop Georgia's offense is turnovers, mistakes, Mm-hmm. Georgia's offense is the only thing that can stop Georgia's offense. Mm-hmm. Now, they've not necessarily been prone to that this year, but any offense can be stopped you know, by that. But there's not a defense that can match up against Ge- this Georgia's offense. Georgia's offensive possessions, over 50% of the time, almost 51% of the time, Georgia has, has entered the red zone this year with their, with their, um, with their offensive possessions. So um, – there's there's a better than fifty percent chance that every time Georgia gets the ball, they're going to be in scoring position. They're going to score. Um, yeah, that's just so, what they do. They yeah. just score. Now they don't always convert in the red zone. They don't always convert for touchdowns. They kick some field goals sometimes. But Georgia's going to score mm-hmm. on you, and they're just going to relentlessly score on you. Um, Tennessee doesn't have the offense to be able to keep up with that. Not even against a Georgia defense objectively that is w- the worst in the last three years. Yep. Uh, for Georgia. So let's go to the two most interesting night games to me. And they are the two games I feel like are going to be the trendiest Mm -hmm. to pick an upset for a college football playoff contender. The first is Washington, Oregon state. The second is Texas, Iowa state. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's talk about Washington, Oregon state. Well, no, no, no. I'm going to let you, I'm going to open it up to either game. If you had to ch- pick an upset, if you had to take a dog on the money line and choose an upset in week 12 of one of these two games, which one is more likely? Yeah, if I have to choose, um, it's it's going to be Oregon State being Washington. I mean, you know, I think, um, uh, I think Oregon State, um, they lost a couple, three weeks ago to Arizona, a, a team that is one of the hottest teams in college football right now, an Arizona team. Um, lost to Arizona on the road, but I think Oregon State has been playing uh, as good a football as anyone outside of, you know, kind of that upper echelon of teams. Um, and Washington just has not. Now, you know, I think there's a there's a number of recipes for Texas Iowa State, which maybe maybe you'll talk about that. But um, but if you're asked if you ask me if, if you came to me and said, John, you know, I got a hundred bucks, where am I going to put it? For me, I think Oregon State is going to win this football game. I think Oregon State is um, uh, is 
has is more physical than Washington. I think Oregon State is healthier than Washington. I think Oregon State uh, can muck this game up if they need to. If Washington comes out and they're firing on all cylinders, I think Jonathan Smith um, can can muck it up and make yeah. this you know just kind of a uh, a 28 24 kind of game, and I like Oregon State's chances. Yeah, don't I mean, <laughs> Oregon State's got the better defense. Yep, they have the better coach. Yep, um, and they're playing at home. Yeah, there you go. But Washington's got the better quarterback by a lot, <laughs> and they've got the, the better playmakers. Mm-hmm. And I just I just feel like Oregon State is scrappy enough to make this game really close, mm-hmm. close enough to lose on a last-second field goal to Washington because Washington's – I don't know. When I just look at this matchup, I just – I see Washington winning it every t- – no matter how the game goes, I mm-hmm. see Washington winning it. I see Washington winning it in a blowout. I see Oregon State dominating – right out of the gate and Washington finding a way to come back and be scrappy and get a couple stops and win it late. No matter how the game goes, I see Washington winning the game. Texas, on the other hand, I think they could be in, I think Texas could actually be in real trouble going into Ames. Um, Now, listen, Ames, I'm not going to pretend that Iowa State is a great football team. They're not as good of a football team as Oregon State. Uh, but but Texas has shown mm-hmm. since you know Oklahoma beat Texas and then immediately proved to the world in back to back to back to back weeks that they mm-hmm. did not belong in this conversation that they were not ready for this kind of a spotlight. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Texas kind of got it back together. They beat Alabama. They lost to o- OU. And then they kind of got it back together. But now that they start creeping into the college football playoff spotlight, I think you're starting to see some of that stage fright come Mm. out in them as well. And I think if you look at the recent results for Texas, you look at some of the matchups, obviously TCU last week, they should have won that game handily, but Mm. they just messed around, played with their food, and they let TCU stay in that game. TCU had the ball with two minutes to go down three with a chance to tie or take the lead in that game the week before against kansas state texas should have lost that game they got outplayed by kansas state they completely gave that game away and then kansas state turned around and gave it right back i think you go two weeks before that to the houston game Texas messed around and barely beat a very bad Houston team on the road. Um, Texas doesn't play well on the road, one. Texas's offense is kind of in disarray, and Sark really kind of – you thought it was all going to be – like the offense was all going to be shaky because Ewers was out and the quarterback situation, but then Ewers came back last week against TCU, and they still only scored 29 points on the road in Fort Worth. Texas' offense is kind of in disarray, and Texas's defense is kind of getting exposed by less than adequate offenses. I mean, mm-hmm. Kansas State, not a premier college football offense. They score 30. Houston, a terrible offense. They score 24. TCU, they score 26. And now you go to Ames late in the year it's a night game 
in like all of those Iowa State fans are going to be in a full lather. I just think this is the type of game where mm-hmm. Texas is going to do what they've done consistently all year, and they're going to mess around in mm-hmm. this game. And I mean, I think we've all watched enough like Twitter videos to know that eventually, if you f around, you're going to find out, John, find and out. that's like Texas is going to find out this weekend. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, it's not a bad pick because Texas has lost uh, three out of the last four to Iowa State. Um, the one game that they did win, um, that they won last year, they won 24-21, to 21, um, basically at the buzzer. They scored a touchdown with, with about three minutes left in the game. So yeah. it's, not a, it's not, a bad, not a bad pick. Um, uh, I'll be interested to see. Um, I, I would not – I'll say this. I would not be surprised – if both Washington and Texas lose these games this weekend, um, uh, I, and I think if that happens, um, boy, look out, Mizzou! You're going to be number. You're going to be seventh. They can't. Maybe. If, you, if, <laughs> let me just let's just like hypothetical scenario real quick as we get out of here. If Louisville beats, if Louisville beats Miami this weekend, mm-hmm. and Mizzou, who's Mizzou play Florida? Yep. They have to jump Louisville ahead of Mizzou. <laughs> Do they? At some point, they have to, right? I w- Listen, I Mizzou's would love— Mizzou's going to be the, a top six team in, in America with two losses. Eli Drinkovich is going to run for mayor of Columbia and win yeah. in a landslide. It's, he it's is, unbelievable. Th- there is going to be more nerd energy from Eli Drinkovich. He's about Drinkwitz. to get a lifetime contract. Dude, if he if he ends up somehow in the top six or seven yeah, at the yeah. end of this thing, boy, yeah. there's going to be some nerd energy coming out of Columbia. If they get their picture on the graphic at like six, you know the final <laughs> graphic where they put oh, the two teams that, that didn't man. make it? If they get their picture on there, he's going to be selling it on the recruiting trail for years to oh, come. Oh no, they're going to put that. They'll put that in the stadium. Yeah. In if they were Tennessee, they'd print a book about that. <laughs> um, all right. Listen, it's going to be a great weekend of college football. Hope you all enjoy it. Remember to subscribe to the show. Remember to share it with a friend. Love talking college sports with you guys. Um, we will be back next week to break hey. everything down. We got and, some basket. We got some basketball and we coming got up. Basketball. Listen, y'all just discuss. you just wait. Basketball is coming. Feast it is week here. is coming. It is and here. We're we're about to get into it. I think next week is going to be the week we're going to start to sprinkle we, it in. We have we to. We have we to start to. talking about basketball next week. We got to. The Dukies that are listening and need us to. They need <laughs> us to talk about college hoops, and we will. All right, we'll see you guys next week.